airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh oh. Uh oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, welcome to the program. Uh, it's great to be with you. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC, and that's great. I mean, that feels that that's again a, a return to normalcy just a little bit. So, <laughs> so, so that's good. We'll open the phone lines. Boy, I hate. Um, yesterday we were talking with Frank uh, in Alabama as we got to the end of the show, yeah. and um, for all of our listeners who join us in Reynolds hats, um, <laughs> you, you might think hats. that we. And just another, just another way to say the same thing. Well, aluminum uh, Reynolds yeah. for the upper crust. Um, <laughs> right. You know. Anyways, um, you might think that we timed it just just in time to cut off some of the most important comments that were coming from our brother Frank. No. Um, but if you check that against previous stats, you'll see. Nope, that's just when the yeah, show's when over. Yeah, when that music starts, you know. And and we've already we've already pretty we've already disrespectful. Taken you behind the curtain <laughs> to show you what the Wizard of Oz is doing. Pay no attention. Oh, Toto, Toto. <laughs> um, so what's happening is there's countdowns and then there's music and then there's the end and that's all <laughs> right. folks. Okay, but eat. But he, but he, <laughs> that's all folks that's it we gotta go right and uh and so but i was so intrigued it was one of the one of those moments where i myself felt this wait no but frank i want to yeah. hear what frank has to say was talking about you a know? medicine that had been like stopped like yes you know, <laughs> old frank, medicine yeah. frank was you know frank was taking us deep into the belly of the beast he, yeah. was, he was giving us some information that i think is so important and which is one of the things that, can i just say this i really enjoy the kind of dialogue that we get to have with our listeners, members of the body of Christ, which is more important than just being a listener, right? Mm-hmm. That we are members of the body of That's Christ. Right. And um, of course we cannot endorse everything that comes from our listeners. Right. Let's be honest. Some of y'all are crazy. So <laughs> I'm just not, <laughs> I'm just, I don't do PC. I mean, is there a better way for me to say it? I mean, look, come on. And you know, you're crazy. You're like, yeah, I've been told. I mean, you know, you know, um, I know I am a little bit, just That's a little relative. bit, a tad bit. Um, it, it is, it is, mm-hmm. you know, as a relative statement um i'm not as crazy as some of you um (laughs) (laughs) wow i do love the body of christ though because there's room for all of us um that's a joke and if i need to say that's a joke i'm offended okay well fine mika i will email you (laughs) mika the email is coming mika (laughs) um that's a joke by the way just in case people why they people are like well we don't know know what to they well, know. do they know why I mean, the Mika, the, the whole Mika thing? And everything that was a company. Well, no, I mean I've... just the calling because sometimes people don't know what my name is. Oh, oh yeah. They're like name sometimes is not she Mika. says Miki. Sometimes <laughs> she says Mika. We don't know. We'll just say, Hey girl. It's 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 Miki. Uh, it's, yeah, the Mika is a joke. It could be Mika or it could be Mickey. I answer to all of them <laughs> over the years. <laughs> As I, I answer to all of them. <laughs> That's true. It's it's fine. It's fine. I answer to all of them. Um you know, nowadays, a lot of time it's mom, you know, it's, <laughs> <Right>. it's, <laughs> but I'll turn around even in the stores. 
um, if it's somebody else's about, hey, kid you. calling mom, I don't know. I just, I'm nosy like that. <laughs> what's going on over there on aisle two? I just want to see what's happening. So I'm going to look around. That's just how I'm built. Um, anyways, but the point that I was making is that we wanted to hear more from Frank. And mm-hmm. so what I want to do is uh, three things, three places I want to go. And it's not a lot. And so I feel like it's kind of doable. Of course, I've been wrong about that before, so we don't know. Sure. Um, but intentionally, there's there's not a whole lot of uh, land that we want to cover today. But I did want to open the phone lines a little bit early, if I could, because I wanted to pick up where Frank left off. Now, this assumes a lot, Frank. Okay. This assumes, Frank, that you are a loyal listener and that you right. listen to Aaron the Addison's every day. Right. And this also assumes that you are still concerned about what you expressed yesterday. It is I mean, a new you day. You know, Frank could have been done with it. You know, I'm like, I, you I'm know, done. look, and I wouldn't no, blame him because back. I myself have those types <laughs> of <laughs> where I'm like, oh, that's yesterday. I'm today. All right, today right. is today. All right, and so Frank, that might be you. Uh, so there's all sorts of different places that this go, but here I really did want to hear um, what Frank was saying, and he may have to do a little bit of a setup to kind of take us all back. Um, but I wanted to invite. He wrote it uh, down, though. Remember. That's right. So That's I th- right. I think he knows where he left off. If he's Which listening. means that Frank is still on this today. If it's written down, Frank is still <laughs> on this today. If you're going to invest that kind of time. So I want to open the phone lines because I want to start by picking up with what Frank was saying yesterday. 888-589-8840. This is just for Frank. Um, I hate to show, you know, preference. But that's really just it. Because if Frank doesn't call, then I'm going to I'm going to move on with the other stuff that I want to talk about today. And uh, and hopefully you'll come with me. Wow. Now, if Frank's got a cousin, it's like, hi, I'm Bob, Frank's cousin. I don't want to talk to you, Bob. I want to talk to Frank. OK. And so if, if Frank's at a doctor's appointment. Well, probably chances are not. Right. I mean, well, I somebody's know. calling right now. So we'll see. I hope it's Frank. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it's if it's <laughs> if it's Frank's sister, Susan, tell Susan, no, we're not doing it. Not today. Uh, anyways, um, but I do want to hear from Frank in Alabama because I thought that he was making some important points, some things that we need to pay attention to. It's not in the mainstream uh, news. And I think there, there are things that we always can go and cross-reference for ourselves. We've interviewed a number of people who will tell us, hey, go and check this out um, for yourselves. Have your listeners go and look into this information. And I'm convinced that that's the way we're going to have to self-feed. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I'm just That's what yeah. we're going to have to do. Um, I don't want to say that Tucker Carlson listens to this program. <clears throat> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I, I would guess no. Please stop. Just let uh, me have know, this moment. Uh, may, let yeah. me have, <laughs> Bob, let me have this moment, okay? Look, Brenda. Brenda's on one. Let me have this moment, okay? <laughs> I don't want to say that Tucker, because, <clears throat> you know, we're friends. I don't want to say that Tucker listens to this program, but if you caught his show last night, him just regurgitating what we had already said. <laughs> And so I just want to say, you know, Tucker, you're welcome for doing your show prep for you. I mean, wasn't a whole lot you had to do was just, you know, sit down behind the desk. And no, but my point is this. um, When you see that kind of information consistently coming out from people who just don't they don't care if Mm -hmm. if you think that it's, you know, conspiracy, um, then then you can be fairly certain that there is something more going on. And when you talk about the control of information and how what we're dealing with is little communist countries <laughs> online that get to control the flow of information, then, you know, I think I, w- I always go bigger. You know, um, the people of God hmm. have to be discerning. The That's people right. of God have That's to be right. discerning. And our friends who have not yet come to know Christ will benefit from our discernment, mm-hmm. right? Our The church, the body of Christ is supposed to help set 
the the tone for every culture in which we exist. We're supposed to be salt and light. That's right. So that means if our discernment is sharpened, if we make better decisions, then people who live around us and in those various communities benefit from that mental sharpness <laughs> and from that discernment. Mm. Um, as it is now, our communities are failing. And we see this, you know, all around this country. But really, you have to turn your attention and say, man, what is it that the church, we, the body of Christ, what is it that we're failing to do? Yeah. So um, yeah. anyway, do do we have Frank? No, it must not have been Frank because. Um, <laughs> it was one of his cousins calling. They were like, oh, well, I tried. Yeah. They were, they were testing and see. They were trying. But they don't know Sherry B is on the. Uh... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> She's like, well, it's book. okay. Like, no. I just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to extend the uh, invitation for Frank to join us. Yeah, he may call later. Um, we open and so the phone we'll, lines. we'll see how that goes. Well, then let, let me move right on into what I want to do. So the, the okay. topic today, normally we have a question. Mm-hmm. If you want to turn this around into a question, that's fine. But the topic today is propaganda with an exclamation point at the end. Hmm. So you kind of yell it. Um, I've been instructed not to do that. <laughs> I'm a loud talker, talker Propag- just naturally. It's like propaganda? Like no, that? no, not, no, 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 because we're louder? certain. Okay. It's, it's no, you said with a question, you have a question mark. I think you need an exclamation. exclamation. I you said, said exclamation. Question. No, you said. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead. Hold on a second. Run the tape back. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody- maybe you did. I don't know. I don't know. I thought you said question mark. Maybe maybe you said the question today is uh, propaganda with an exclamation point. I think that's what you said. You said question somewhere in there. <laughs> I'm certain. We're going to run the tape back. I after did the show. say question. Here is what I said. Okay. Here is what I said. And marriage counselors are standing by. <laughs> Here is what I said. I said normally we mm-hmm. um, phrase this, like we present this in the form of a question. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where you heard question. Okay. But today, Mm -hmm. um, it's not a question. It's Mm -hmm. just propaganda with an exclamation point. Okay. You remember that? No, I mean, that's what you You said. You also owe me $20. (laughs) Do you remember that? Do you remember that you owe me 20 bucks? Your money is my money. So (laughs) I want to strike while the iron is hot. There's other things that I'm sure you don't remember. It don't work like that. You remember you said you would do this? None of this works like that. It doesn't. I unfriend you. Not not any of this. All right. So you sent me this propaganda mm-hmm. two two points of propaganda um one remember that black men are still scary what wow <laughs> like <laughs> I and race is always a thing yeah i'm afraid of I'm you st- will oh, i'm afraid come, of you oh, yes wow where are we going just this is yahoo story you should know because <laughs> you always stir the pot with this information you know exactly people where don't this know is i going. send the information at times he does let me tell you what will does <laughs> I learned I learned this expression from Ed Vitagliano, and uh, I thought I thought it's a perfect expression. Um, and this is years ago in conversation um, when you go meddling in something. He says he just takes the pin off the grenade and just kind of rolls it, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then walks away. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's what you do in life with hey. a lot of things. You just kind of take the pin out. Yeah. And like, hey, here's somebody. And give it could, to the people that can. Yeah, that's what you do. That's right. Hey, guys, did y'all see this? And everybody can, you know, <laughs> yeah. anyways, um, which I appreciate. So you sent me this story. Yeah. Um, and this is a Yahoo story. Now, I posted this story on my Facebook page and um, with a little bit of explanation. Now, here's what's really cool. There's some people who are posting on that story. You can go check it out on my on my <laughs> personal page if you want. Um, but there's some people who are posting under that story and they're saying, I don't think this guy looks menacing. And I'm like, that's very sweet of you. But he's like, <laughs> he does. He's looking under his eyes. OK, he's he's looking up. I mean, well, do you think that the picture looks yeah, a little bit menacing? It, 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 they chose that picture on purpose. Very it, it intentionally. Looks like, you OK, know, give me your money. Now. I like. <laughs> 
You know, it's, it's like. Here's the story. This is the story. And then you got to go and see the picture. You can go to Yahoo News and find the picture yourself. Or you can go to my Facebook page and see and see the picture. But I laugh at these kinds of things because I'm, I'm done with it. Like it's I'm so over this. And I hope that the body of Christ is over this, too. So these things have got to be laughable. But let me just say this. I so dearly love the people who are commenting under the picture and saying, I don't see menacing eyes. Oh, shit. That's a, that's a that's a French term, <laughs> right? It's all oh, sweet baby. Oh, like that's just you know, <laughs> no, they did that on purpose, guys. It's propaganda with an exclamation point. OK, so here is the story, though. If you you can't see the picture right now, maybe you'll go look for it later. Quick before they change it, okay? Because <laughs> they're listening to our program, so they'll go change it. Ten four hat. Um, ten four hat. Reynolds. <laughs> uh, here's the here's the story from Yahoo. Why coronavirus mask wearing um, orders leave Black Americans facing a tough decision? Mm. Okay. Why coronavirus mask wearing orders leave Black Americans facing a tough decision? And again, this is just to remind you. That while you think the virus is a thing, nope, there's always still race. Okay, there's always still, remember we all, we, remember we don't really all like each other. Okay, <laughs> remember there can be race and everything. Remember the virus is racist. Okay, and, and it's everything and everybody needs to be, just remember at the end of the day, black and white. Just remember, that's what, that's what these stories are meant to do, right? And so I think this is laughable, but, but here we go. So. The criminalization of blackness, I'm sorry, has, <laughs> has spread during this pandemic. Man, that's, that's, that's Man. right there. That's, there you, I mean, they, they come out hot. Yeah. They come out like, yeah. a, like a David Crowder concert. <laughs> <laughs> like the lights are red, you know. I saw a ghost. They came out hot, you know. I mean, that's, the, that's the lead into the story right there. They, <laughs> men, they, they, they came oh out goodness. like on one leg. You know how you go out so fast and you're like, chee, 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 on one leg. <laughs> they came out. Wow. It was a car be on two wheels. That's how they, they came out hot. <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. Can I talk about them? They came out like that. <laughs> I don't know. Can I, can I, I don't know if I can. can you I, just did. So go ahead. Okay. So here we go. This is how they come out. They come out hot, man. Mm-hmm. You got to adjust the levels when you read it. The criminalization of blackness has spread during this pandemic. This is what one activist is saying, explaining why men of color may fear, men of color may fear that wearing masks for protection could bring them more harm than good. (laughs) When we get back, I'll tell you who that activist is and the group that he's affiliated with. It won't surprise you, but, you know, we'll go in anyway. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Be right back. Have your way, Lord, have your way. This with all my heart, I say. In your love, I'm trusting I'll obey. Jesus, have your way. Remember, the virus is to be taken seriously and black men want to steal your lunch. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Yahoo. That's that's Yahoo. That's not what they said. Exactly. Uh, that's kind of oh what they meant. Goodness. Hey, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's <laughs> on American Family Radio. I think political correctness is a thing. I just haven't discovered it yet, and I'm not looking for it. Mm. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's five featuring Jacob and MH Eternal. Have your way. Have your way. 
Man, have your way, Lord. Um, you, you got to get to the place where when you read these stories and you see what the enemy is trying to do and you see how it threatens the body of Christ. I mean, to say nothing of the fact that, yes, it does weaken our country because it turns us against one another. But mm. um, these kinds of things have a way of seeping into the church. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we have seen that yes. critical race theory and intersectionality and all yeah. of these things. Coming up a little bit later in the show, we're going to talk about the Me Too movement, how the Me Too movement, which um, three years ago. So three years ago, when we were talking about the wow. Me Too movement, it's been that long. It's okay. been that long. Yeah. Yeah. She's been with us a while. Uh, so, so when we started talking about the Me Too movement, my question was, why does the church need to adopt these philosophies? That's, right. that's I have one note. That's it. That's my question. Why does the church need to adopt these philosophies? Um she got the Southern Baptist Convention. Mm-hmm. Got them. Me too. What are you guys going to do about your Me Too problem? Man. We don't have a Me Too problem. We have a sin problem. Come and on. the Bible has already laid out parameters to help us deal with that which ails us. That's right. And it's not Me Too. But, I, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to Yahoo. Um, which, <laughs> by the way, I just, I just, I, I so appreciate, again, the people on my Facebook page who are saying, oh, no, he doesn't look menacing. Bless your hearts. He doesn't, (laughs) but he does. Okay, here we go. So this is the Yahoo story that Will the Great sent to me just to provoke me because it's sort of like a little gift, a little happy that he sends (laughs) daily. The criminalization of blackness has spread during this pandemic, notes one activist, explaining why men of color may fear that wearing masks for protection could bring them more harm than good. You know, I never thought about that at all. We're going no, to keep you, no, no, right. No, but that's a great point, though. That was never though. a thought that came to my never mind. Never crossed your mind, right? Because <laughs> I'm serious. I, <laughs> it's outside the story. I never thought, oh, man, if I wear right. this mask, man, right. people might. Man. I've seen okay. some people out with skulls and crossbones on their masks yeah. and things, and, and I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I just see it as your individual style. Yeah. But leave it to Yahoo. Leave it to mainstream media. Leave it to the propagandists to find an element to turn us against each other, to create an even greater divide. We can't even still just have one common enemy, right? right. Isn't that enemy supposed to be the virus? Right. Are we supposed to all be like, you nah, know? they're the like, little... nope. Mm-mm. No. Don't go don't, too far hey, away. Hey, <laughs> Remember. You for, hey, you guys are focusing too much on that, which does not matter. Man. Remember race. Man. Remember color's a thing, people. All right? That's, it, don't get too far. They still try okay. to do it with, even with the virus. It's, the virus is racist. Yeah, well, y'all open up in these states. The question is, when you sit around these long tables, (laughs) the question is, what are the various angles of the current stories? Okay, how many different angles can we approach these stories with to keep them alive and, 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 and awakened in the minds of our readers? Okay, so that's the question. The question is, how do we say something different about the same thing? What elements do we need to tap into and of course, those are the vested interests, uh, th- those who really see it as their mission to divide and to separate um, along socioeconomic lines, along cultural lines, along ethnic lines. Um, they're going to go for that element. And mm-hmm. this is just another iteration of that. The coronavirus pandemic has created life and death dilemmas for people all over the globe and a particularly devastating one for black men living in America. This is Yahoo. Yahoo. Wear a mask for protection against COVID-19 or go without one simply to lower the risk of being perceived as a criminal. Wow. You know, the interesting thing is that the people who get looks really are the ones who are not wearing the masks. Mm -hmm. Ask me how I know. 
<laughs> I mean, the, the people who get the looks are the people who are not wearing the mask, not the people who are wearing the mask, because right. the people who are wearing the mask are in what I have seen to be the, the majority yeah. in many places. Yeah. Many people are wearing the mask. Right. So this this problem that um, that is now being presented to us was highlighted by um, an activist or a lead organizer of the Black Lives Matter movement in Houston. Mm, they give away. <sighs> just, just for, just for a second, okay. Just think about that. So this is the Yahoo story. They talk about how now, you know, in different areas, people are going to be. It's mandated that people wear these masks mm-hmm. if they cannot socially distance. They've got to wear these masks when they go out in public. And the question is, and who's going to protect black men? Who's going to protect black men who are now compelled to wear these masks? And here is the the first quote. The first quote in the story is from a man named Ashton Woods, who's the co-founder and lead organizer of the Black Lives Matter movement in Houston. And this is what he says. He says the criminalization of blackness has spread during this pandemic. Again, hot comes out real heavy. Right. He continues It's disheartening that CDC and our leaders told us that we didn't need to wear masks in public only to reverse course without providing masks and other personal protective equipment to the general population. Now we have to wear whatever is available to us as the data continues to show that black people are disproportionately affected by the coronavirus. Now, the interesting thing about that is that that's that story or that comment could be a comment independent of any hostile racial overtones, right? Like you could, you could make that statement. You right. could say, man, we're getting a lot of misinformation. Right. Then the information is constantly changing, but nobody wants to read that because that's just commonly expressed. Mm. We want to read something that has a hint of racism in it. Mm. Is there, do you, is there a, is there a man. malicious um, sentiment that you can give us? You understand what I'm saying? It's not just the information that affects everybody. Um, changing information affects everybody. Is there some sort of disproportional effect that this misinformation might have that speaks of a certain malice? Because that's really causing me to salivate. I really need something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, this it's is what we're dealing nature with. Of, of, of racism, like of that's race exactly right. being in everything. It's, it's something that pulls people in they, and, and it's wanted. Like, you know, what is that angle? You know? So so Woods goes on in the story, and this is what he says. He says, we have to contend with protecting ourselves while possibly being forced into going the extra mile to explain our intentions for shopping with a face mask wow. on. I really? never even thought of that. Like, really? that- I, I just, I, I never even, I never even thought of that. I, That's I, ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody. Or maybe and I'm, I'm missing saying something. That, and I know I'm... that it's not everybody. <laughs> yeah. But so many people are wearing masks. Who is taking the time to explain why? Who's doing that? Seems like everybody should know. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Here's another thing. There's an activist, uh, according to this Yahoo story. And again, you know, we float this information out. And when I say we, I mean the sinister malicious media. They float this information out and they use these anecdotes, right? They, they find people who are going to, you know, support their point. This is the story that we want to we want to lead with. Um, Who do we have that we can quote in this story to give some validity to the story? I mean, who do we have? Well, we have another activist named Willie Knighton um, out of Ohio, I want to say. And um, 
this is what he said, this this activist. And I thought this was really interesting. He says, talking about the the fear of that black men have in wearing these masks now and being perceived hmm. as like a threat um, and being concerned about their own lives. He says it has a lot to do with the relationship or lack of relationship that a lot of young black men have with our police department. So there's another angle. Yeah, <clears throat> man. Okay. Yeah. How many of them can we hit in one story? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah. listening to this, thinking about this now. I'm like, I missed this whole angle. Like, I'm like, I that this never entered into my mind. Well, because it's the angle that is not. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the problem that is not. Now, listen. Do do is it true? It's factually true that it seems that a lot of the um, ongoing ailments that are prevalent in the black community seem to put black Americans at a higher risk of mortality mm -hmm. if they contract yeah. this virus than other communities. I mean, yes. okay, we say that's factually true, but to then make the virus racially motivated, to personify the virus as like being a, you know, black seeking missile. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Where it's like, beep, beep, not him, beep, him. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just, yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah. But if you read this stuff and you don't just, you know, think independently, you will process this exactly in the way that it's given, which is meant to cause greater division. But here's what's also interesting. At the same time, you've got this activist in Toledo. You've got the Toledo police chief who is saying, um, if anyone is wearing a mask, and he says, you know, especially members of the African-American community, and, and this police chief in Toledo is saying, I encourage that. He's saying that his officers are expecting to see people in masks. Like, that's what's happening yeah, right now. Like, this is, exactly. you know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I almost yeah. feel like, and, and this is to give them too much credit, I feel like this type of story is a little bit beneath Yahoo, but then maybe not. No, it's not. No. It's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. Yeah, they are, yeah. This is right know. up their alley. I just never thought of this. And, I, and I'm like, man, you know, why? I guess I, I asked myself, like, why haven't I? I don't know. It just seemed like. Everybody's wearing mask, yeah. black, white, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's more it's than not that. A, we'll keep going. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Brown, I'm sorry. Yellow, I'm just joking. Red. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Red and yellow, black and white. Mm. Um, but I just it's this is ludicrous because I think at this time, like you said earlier, there's one enemy that we're fighting against, yep. you know, when we're talking about this virus, but they keep trying to inject race into all aspects of life and it's just mm -hmm. yeah, ludicrous. It is it is it's it is what um, I think are probably the most effective tools at division and at sort of the common end that is a culturally Marxist society where people are divided over this sort of insurmountable um, uh, feature or aspect of their life that keeps them at the bottom. You can't mm. you can't overcome this. So you will always be black. Right. So that that puts you at the bottom, which, again, in the race to the bottom puts you at the top. Right. So you should sure. have special treatment. You should have right. special privileges. Um, at one time, we would say you will always be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so that puts you at the bottom. But according to the cultural Marxists today, um, yeah. it's the women are no longer at the bottom. Mm -mm. It's the men who are now women who are at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. They enjoy even more protections. All right. Right. Um, you have to have a manual to be able to navigate the culture. <laughs> you have to, and it's constantly changing. Yeah. Right. That's so why the, I stick the, to the Bible. You know, 
Amen. Amen <laughs> and edge. amen again. Someone get the bishop a peppermint because <laughs> he's preaching now. Some orange juice <laughs> with a doily cover oh because God. he's preaching now. And that's and that is exactly the point that I want to make because I want to switch here so that we have time to open the phone lines. I want to switch here to this story that is from the Daily Wire that I thought, you know, you see, <laughs> so as a Christian, when you reject cultural philosophies, um, you'll find yourself for a season being hated by even other Christians who believe we mm. need to adopt these, yeah. right? Who yeah. believe that there's a place for these philosophies to operate. I'm looking at you, SBC. Uh, mm -mm. operate alongside the scriptures. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like additional, it's a new Testament. Mm. <laughs> we teach our kids about religions. So they, they've recently been learning about religions that offer, that call themselves Christian, but offer a new Testament to the Bible yeah, additional. and, yeah. and why that is wrong. Right. Why yeah. that is wrong. Um, adding to the Bible or um, communicating in any way that the mm -hmm. word of God is not sufficient. So we wouldn't say that using cultural parameters or cultural philosophies, secular philosophies, we wouldn't say that that is inviting a new type of testament, but it is. It's a type of religion, right? It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a type of religious conviction that when you adopt it, you have to put it alongside the Bible saying that the Bible is not sufficient. So we've seen this with critical race theory. We've seen this with intersectionality. We've seen this with um, narratives of oppression, right? Why people need to have special treatment. And it always comes back to power. Mm. If you want to make these things right, then you have to give up power. And we saw this with the Me Too movement. And at the height of it, um, the question was, what is the church going to do about its Me Too problem? That was the question, right? My answer was, uh, the church doesn't have a Me Too problem. That is something that the world has created mm -hmm. in more ways than one. OK, that is something that the world has created, even creating a haven for predators and creating an industry that sort of flourished off, you know, <laughs> making money off the sale of women's bodies in more ways than one. All right. And now all of a sudden having this um, this appearance of reckoning mm. it wasn't really reckoning. It was an appearance of reckoning. That only went so far because there's still people who just could not be touched by this. There's only certain people who could really be, you know, swept up yeah. in the whole Me Too movement, yeah. which should have been one of those dead giveaways where you say, OK, you're not serious. <laughs> but here we are now with Joe Biden, who has been accused of sexual assault. You heard this at the top of the hour in the news and you've been watching and you've been reading. And the question that should come to your mind should always be. So what what will the Me Too movement do with this? Because they're still a thing, right? They're still struggling and striving to be relevant. Um, of course, they only really find relevance and significance when it's conservative issues. Right. Or the church. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I don't Which, know how big they are on Joe Biden, though. So he might get some heat. No. So they don't like Joe Biden. They don't like Joe Biden. But there are some people, and in particular, one of the organizers, the founding organizers of the Me Too movement, woman by the name of Tarana Burke, who is saying that you're going to have to do some gymnastics with Joe Biden <laughs> because Joe Biden right now appears to be our only path toward progress in this country. She goes so far as to even suggest what Joe Biden might need to do to kind of get 
out from under this pin. Mm. We'll talk about that wow. when we get back. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. told your dad um, when you told him that I was that you felt like I was the one that you were going to ask me to marry you do you remember and he asked you why do you remember what you told him yeah he made me feel pretty silly too <laughs> may he rest what in peace he? my dad oh yes um, he, but, but what did you tell I dad said because, I said man she makes me laugh and what He's did like, he say <laughs> you gotta give me more than that that's what he said you gotta give me more than that but, but see, here's the thing. After all these years, uh, I mean, I feel like that's that's part of the great relationship that we have, right? Like, yeah, I'm still making see, you laugh. He, but he didn't know how big that was. Maybe he it's did, huge. Know, for me, you know, somebody that, yeah, yeah. Will doesn't laugh a lot, guys. Nah, I just want to say. Yeah. Not, not because you're allergic to it, but you just... Everybody has their personality. You tend to be more serious and more, you know... I, I think you're more <laughs> weighty when you are thinking about things. You think deeply... Um, you know, you're you're just you're more serious, naturally yeah. speaking. Yeah, he was right? like, you gotta give me more than that. But that was that <laughs> Which was is huge. the right answer. You know, it is, from it a, is a, right. A and there is more than that. I mean yeah, I'm not yeah, just not, a comedian. And I went on to tell him the more, right. but you know, that was the initial <laughs> you know, but that was the right answer that he said. He, you know, I was just thinking about it during the break though. That. I was thinking, you know, even with all of this as we're we're laughing, I mean, we are still serious about these issues, yeah, right? Like even definitely. but but there's there's a part of it where you get to the point and you say, okay, this is just laughably ridiculous. I mean, it's, you know, right. how many ways can they find to divide us and to separate us or to, right. um, you know, accuse us, right? Right. Anyways, um, so this Me Too movement is where we want to shift. And I'll try to move quickly so that we can have some time to get some phone calls in. Uh, the Me Too movement, which, you know, came on the scene, what, 2017? Um, and, and, and really... The, the reason for it, I feel like it kind of coincided with some attacks on the conservative movement, honestly. And, and that's what you saw happening. Um, I think that Hollywood was having its moment, but then they saw that it was an effective moment. And so then it spread. And then the question, you know, was was raised to the church. So what are you guys going to do about your Me Too movement? Uh, we started talking about this, hitting it heavy, saying uh, nothing. We're not doing what <laughs> you're doing. The church doesn't have a Me Too movement. The church has always dealt with sin and rebellion against God. And that's what the church will continue to do. It's not a movement. It's not a hashtag. We don't need hashtags to deal with our situations. We have the eternal word of God. And that's what we need to apply in every situation. And here now, I want to circle back to that because when you see how foolish it is to adopt these philosophies and then see that the philosophies themselves are flimsy, see that the philosophy themselves can be reshaped and tweaked to meet their own convenient need. Right. Mm -hmm. Then you realize, man, well, for some, you'd say, I'm so glad that I didn't adopt that. And for others, there should be shame. Man, mm. I can't believe I adopted yeah, that. Right. And now here, look at what they're doing. Here's a story from the Daily Wire. Tarana Burke, who is widely recognized as the primary activist behind the hashtag Me Too movement and widely celebrated as the, quote, brave woman who empowered women in the entertainment industry to finally address widespread sexual harassment and, and violence, said on social media that uh, while everyone deserves to be heard and acknowledged when making claims of sexual violence, the situation with Biden is different. 
Do you remember that the Me Too hmm. movement's cry was believe all women? Mm-hmm. Remember that? It was believe all <laughs> no women. No matter what. Yeah. Remember? Look, and, and right now, Justice Kavanaugh's like, I remember that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I remember that. He's like, me too. He's, look, I, rem- <laughs> I, I was a that. victim of that madness. Yeah. yeah. He really Justice was. Kavanaugh. Mika, I'm calling your show. <laughs> no, he's not. Anyways, but you remember that. That was the cry. The cry was believe all women. And 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 then you take that th- those same parameters, if you will, and then you apply it to the church. And so now you begin to work your way through um, upsetting the body of Christ and dismantling the church. But there was an additional cry. It was not only believe all women, but it was also put women in positions of power. Mm-hmm. So to ensure that this never happens again, so that you don't transgress women Women need to be in positions right. of power. But here we have now the, the Me Too movement and, you know, looking at Joe Biden and suggesting that maybe what Biden needs to do is admit that he is growing in his understanding of boundaries. And nah, basically too many videos out there. He, he <laughs> needs to say he's not going to sniff women anymore. He just, <laughs> too many videos. He just, <laughs> Man, I'm not I'm not going to. Yeah, it's I'm not going to sniff. It's just weird. I'm, I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna sniff women. <laughs> I've learned that was years ago. So, so me too is one to give him a, a, a pass. What? Is what you're saying? Yeah, basically, me too is uh, is 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 giving him a pass, a, a pass, and me too is saying that there are no perfect survivors, right? Um, but when you have when you have a presidential candidate, okay, who basically is our path to progress in this country. Um, maybe there's a way that we can allow Biden to slide by. Okay. Mm. Maybe there's a way that we can do that. So instead, and, and, and this, this woman offering Biden a way out says he could demonstrate what it looks like to be both accountable and electable. So he can still be elected now. And this is interesting because remember, they look at the evangelicals and say, I can't believe what you guys did with Trump. Yeah. Right. Can't, right. can't believe this man admitted this. I'm looking at you at Kimini. This man said this, <laughs> right. right? And then also apologize for the language. And apologize mm-hmm. for the language. But here we are with Biden. And, and let us just give you some tips if, you know, because we want to support you, Joe. But here's what you're going to need to do. So Burke, so much, she goes so far as to suggest this is the type of wording that you need to, you need to use, right? I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm, 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 I regret my, you know, pushing boundaries with women in the past, but I'm learning and I'm committed to growing in the future. And that might save him, right? Yeah, that might make him electable. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a little surprising to me. Not in, in the sense of I just thought they didn't see Joe Biden as the one that would be able to like go in and, and beat President Trump. So I thought they would kind of unleash the hounds on him some other people who don't see him that way but mm-hmm. as far as burke and the me too movement they do she's she wow. sees him that way okay. in fact this is what she said i'm going to quote her here she says quote meaning at a minimum acknowledging that his demonstrated learning curve around boundaries with women at the very least left him open to the plausibility of these claims no matter what you believe we are allowed to expect more of the person running for u.s president that's what she said on twitter hmm. so in other words she's saying he just needs to say Basically that, you know, OK, I could see it's it's believable. It's yes, that these things could have happened. I have not always behaved in the best way around women, um, but I'm open to changing that and learning how I can do better, which really, you know, that that is the repentance of this culture. 
Yeah. That you that you have to put yourself in a position of learning. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same thing with critical race theory. Same thing. You're okay as long as you put yourself in a position of learning. Sit down and listen. Be quiet and let us teach you. That's exactly right. (laughs) Sit down and listen. And and so what Joe Biden has to do is express that and then he can be blessed by the Me Too movement. I think he'll do that. I don't think they have a problem. For sure. For sure. Man, I'm like, go ahead, run Biden. Run him. Go ahead. Let him go through. (laughs) First debate should be pay per view. Stop. (laughs) Man. I'm like, I think. Um, <laughs> anyways, man, I'm I'm so running out of time. Let me open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Before I get to the rest of the stuff I want to say about the Me Too movement, let me remind the body of Christ why we don't adopt modern philosophies to deal with sin issues that are clearly delineated in the scriptures, right? When we're one scripture that comes to mind, we're talking about what the church because because what happened during the at the height of the me too movement there were all these articles you remember some of the articles that we were talking about Mm -hmm. and i went back and pulled some of these articles because they were coming from everywhere they were coming from christian outlets they were coming from secular outlets so christianity today in september 2018 the hashtag me too movement has educated pastors and left them with more questions that's Mm. crazy (laughs) from sojourners which is you know explains a lot from November of 2017, four ways churches can respond to the Me Too movement. Let me just say this. I can't go through all of them, but um, let me say what number three was in the four ways that the churches can respond to the Me Too movement. Number three was churches need to bring more women into upper levels of leadership and decision-making authority. Mm. Remember, it's mm-hmm. always going to have to do with power, mm-hmm. right? Um, from the New Yorker in uh, 2018, silence is not spiritual. The evangelical hashtag Me Too movement. This was from Lifeway in 2018. One year later, has hashtag Me Too changed the church? Whoa. <laughs> from that, from Lifeway. Um, from Time, Time Magazine in 2017, evangelical women just joined hashtag Me Too, and they're urging churches to address abuse. Hmm. <laughs> NBC News, hashtag Me Too goes to church. Southern Baptists face a reckoning over the treatment of women. Let me read this and then we'll go to the phone lines. And I know we won't get many callers and I apologize, but here we go. First Timothy chapter five, verse 19. Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels. I charge you to keep these rules without prejudging, Mm. doing nothing from partiality. We don't need a hashtag to teach us how to take care of sin in the church. That's right. And this does not say that there is no sin in the church. <laughs> this actually expects it. So when these things happen, this is how you deal with it. Yeah. You don't need a movement for that. All right. Well, the great. Shall we go to the phone lines? 888-589-8840. Where do we go first? Let's go to Dedrick in Texas. Hi, Dedrick. Hey, how you doing? Good. I want to, I'm all right, man. I mean, the the comment you guys just said about, uh, well, first off, let me see. Joe Biden, I've seen videos of this guy groping a little girl, and the girl clearly was moved away from him. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And another thing I want to say about that is, why is he not investigated? What, everything everybody knows about Hillary Clinton, why is she still walking around? She should be investigated. <laughs> it's true. I it's mean, true. seriously. And yeah. Another thing, you, you, um, it's my first time listening to your show, so I don't really know you guys' name, but the fella, you say you never thought about a black man with a mask on the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
my my father was killed by the police. So racism does exist, and, and that was without a mask. No, no, no. Dedrick, saying, let me say this. Let, let me I'm say not this. saying. Okay, go ahead. Will, what I was saying is during this time, to have a story to talk about, like uh, black men being criminals and, and wearing a mask on their face would only present a problem. It's presenting a problem. That never entered into my mind that w- me wearing a mask to go to a grocery store would automatically put me in the category of being like seen as a criminal. I just never thought that. That was that was not nowhere in my in my thinking. And, and until I saw this story and I was like, wow, like, really, that's a thing, you know, because I didn't think I'm thinking everybody wearing is wearing a mask right now to go to the store and stuff like that. So I didn't it didn't enter into my mind that this would be an issue. You understand? It, it, it shouldn't be an issue. It shouldn't be an issue. But, but, but the reality we live in, it is. It well, really is an issue. You really think and, that's an issue, it, Dedrick? Like, I just want to I want to step back for a second. You really think that if a black man and a white man go into Kroger both wearing surgical masks, you think that the black man is a threat more so than the white man and runs the risk of being accosted by police? A white man can a white man can walk down the street with his hair. I walk down the street with my dreadlocks. I'm getting looked at funny just for walking in the store without a mask. Okay, now let me also because look and 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 okay, and you may be right about that. I don't. I'm not saying that you're wrong about that, but do you also see that a white man with a bald head <laughs> walking down the street in some instances might be perceived a certain way by I'm a certain group my, of people? I'm telling you, my daughter was killed. My daughter was killed by the police. He was bald headed. Okay, so you but you're 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 missing my point here. What I'm saying is we're talking about prejudice, right? And what we're talking about really biblically is described as the sin of partiality and it exists in the human heart. It's not unique to one particular skin color. It is a human ailment that has to be dealt with. We will always find a way to divide. What I'm suggesting is that this Yahoo story has found a way to divide us even when everybody is wearing masks. Everybody is. And I say everybody. I know that does not mean everyone but everybody is wearing masks. So someone else listening. So, so your father was killed by police and I'm sorry for the loss of your father. Let me, and I don't, I don't mean to just, you know, pass over that. I'm sorry for the loss of your father, but that does not mean that it's open season on black men at the hands of police. And, and please also notice, and this is something that we have to talk about. Also notice that, and and I'll say this and we'll try to squeeze in one more call. Also notice that when those stories make headlines, it's only black men killed by white police officers that matter. Please also notice that. And that, again, is propaganda and manipulation. And, of course, I don't know all the deta- de- details of what happened with your father's um, death, so I can't speak to that. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Pastor Norman in West Point. Hey, Pastor Norman. Hey, man, I caught up with you. I finally caught up with you. <laughs> How you doing? Pastor Norman, you only call when we talk about race issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that's a good time to call. You- <laughs> uh, look, go ahead, Pastor Nome. No, no, no. I, listen, let me tell you, I'm. I think we're gonna have a real good uh, presidential uh, race, and uh, I think the runoff and I think the debates are gonna be great because finally, the Democrats Come have on, succeeded now. in finding somebody really. Just, just as morally corrupt as Donald Trump. <laughs> okay, Pastor Norman. 
So I think, I, I'm serious. Well, you know how I feel. I, I, most politicians, I don't trust them at yeah. all. Because if you spend a million dollars running for a position that pays 170 I, I start to kind of Oh, we got to go. Are. Pastor Nome, you know that. Oh, you Pastor hit the music, Norman. right? We got to go, And he's going to talk us right up to the break. He likes to close out the show. Until <laughs> tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.